flew out Friday uh, as we prepared to, uh, was with a group to leave Friday and rented two bands and, uh, as we were trying to return to band. We could not find a particular company that we rented the band, its location, its return location. We entered the rental place of the airport and we kept driving and we were seeing all the other companies. So sooner or later we felt like we needed to stop because it looked like we were coming to the end where there were no longer any vendors to return the vehicle. Finally, right before we got to what we thought was the end, we pulled over and asked one of the attendants of the, another company, um, you know, could he help us with finding where to return this beacon? He simply said, if you go a little farther, if you go a little farther, you'll find what you're looking for. Isn't that amazing? Oftentimes we stop short. <laughs> but if we go <laughs> a little farther, uh, y'all give me a minute here. I'm not setting my system up for me to preach this sermon. I want to make sure that it's right. But if you go a little farther, you know, sometimes we just need, in order to see what we need to see, we just need to go a little far. Look at somebody and say, keep going. Um, <laughs> see, I don't know who I'm speaking to in here this morning, but you have not been seeing the things you want to see and you were ready to quit and give up, but I believe God has a word for you this morning. Go a little farther. I'm not finished yet. There's still more to see. Just keep going a little farther. There are times when you want to throw in the tower. I wish I could get a witness in here. But keep going <laughs> a little farther. It's amazing how God will stretch you beyond your limits. See, anybody know what I'm talking about? Just when you think you can't take it anymore, that's when he just steps in and shows up like how many witnesses in the house. If you keep going just a little farther, <laughs> oftentimes he, we get close to our breakthrough and stop before we discover what God has for us. If you keep going just a little farther, tell somebody next to you, keep going a little farther. Oh, y'all know I'm in Bible country. Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Scripture tells us that Jesus went a little bit farther. If you read Matthew 26, chapter of Matthew, the 39th verse, it says that he went a little farther. He was in the middle of all of this agony, but he kept going, what? A little farther. He got a little deeper in who God was that pulled him out of his frustration and his agony, and he was unable to say, Father, let your will be done. I'm glad we got a Savior who is willing, watch this, y'all, to go a little bit 
glad that he decided to keep going and did not stop, <laughs> but kept moving towards the cross. And to some extent, as we look at this text, I believe that this is <laughs> what Elisha has this widow do in our text this morning. He causes her to look a little deeper, <laughs> to examine what she has. Because we read in the text where her response to him initially was, I have nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. But Elisha's question, Elisha's question causes her to take an inventory of her possessions because she says, I have nothing except, and I say the title of this mama's exception. <laughs> oh, I don't know about you, but I could just preach right there. I'm glad my mama had some exceptions. Let me stop and get ahead of myself. Mama's exception. She thought she had nothing. There are times, allow me to submit to you, when we must take inventory. Inventory of what we possess. You have to take an inventory. You never know because what you have unless you do an inventory. And in a real sense, sometimes you just need to audit your blessings. God, I wish I had somebody with you. You, you, you've got to take an audit <laughs> because if you're not careful you render what you have as nothing you may need to take some inventory Terry and I have been cleaning the garage I can't stand a messy garage you know I am I, I, I talked about that didn't I tell you about that I hate, I hate a messy garage I like an organized garage and uh, we we finally uh, have decided. I, I got some uh, storage ceiling overhang storage units to where you can store things at the top, you know, above at the garage. And so we're going through uh, some boxes, you know, that have been kind of sitting there for about two years, uh, and going through all of these boxes. And you know, it's amazing what you figure out you have. What you, when you start going through some things. It's amazing what we have, we will put in storage. Watch this, even things that still have value, <laughs> but may have been stored up for the last two years. It's amazing what you've rendered useless but you placed in storage somewhere. I wish I had some witnesses right now. Because there's some things right now that you put in storage in your life, but they still have what? Value. There's some things that you need to go dig through. There's some blessings that still work. There's a power that you stored up somewhere. And it's been sitting there for the last three years. 
that you need to pull down from the closets of your life because it still works. Uh, there's some things, there's some dreams that you've placed on the shelf, church, uh, that still can come to fruition. I'm glad that God is not a God of age. Oh, I wish I had somebody over here. That, that, that God is not a God. You're never too old for God to bless you with the dreams you have. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? God will do the impossible, the unimaginable, the unthinkable. <laughs> but if we're not careful, we place our hopes and our dreams in storage. And sometimes that's why I say you've got to do an inventory of what you already have because sometimes we're asking God for more, watch this, but we have not used what he already has given us. Look at somebody and say, do an inventory. Uh, you better start counting your blessings. You better figure out your blessings. Don't you know God has already blessed you beyond measure? You just need to do an inventory. Uh, you got to audit <laughs> what you have so that you can what, use what he's already given you. Uh, that's what we see in the text. Elisha causes this sister to take an inventory of what could change her circumstances. She had a need for more, but watch this. But in her mind was working from nothing. Because she says, well, I have nothing. <laughs> Sometimes, once again, you've got to take an inventory to know what you're working with. God wants to use what you have, church. Look, he used two fish. Come on. And you know, I've got to always break this down correctly because they weren't, you know, we say five loaves, but it was more like five crackers, right? To feed 5,000 folk. <laughs> so, so, so he used, watch this, what was available. He could have popped, popped his fingers and caused a spread to be served at that moment of every kind of food there was. But he didn't do that. What he, he used what was already what? Available. So God likes to work with what we already have. Question uh, your more will always come. I need somebody to get this. From your lips. Your more will come from your lips. When you learn how to live or use less, see, God operates in the deficiencies of our lives, <laughs> in the insufficient areas of our lives. See, your more comes from your less. Y'all know I'm in Bible country. That's why he took Gideon and said, no, 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 no. I don't need you to have 10,000 soldiers, 22,000 soldiers to fight thousands. 
I need you to bring it down to 300 because your more is going to come from your less. Because that's when you know it couldn't have been nobody else but God that saved you. See, we always looking for more. <laughs> Watch this. But you need to be examining your less because the power of God's gonna come through your less to produce more. I wish I had somebody in this church that understood what I was preaching about. This. <laughs> it's through the little things. Watch this. It's through the exceptions. <laughs> <laughs> that God does amazing things. <laughs> Stop counting God out of the equation. Stop saying that you don't have anything at all. Because if you've got God on your side, you've got more than what you need. Because you're more. Not only is your more in what you have. Watch this, but your increase comes from what you do with what you have. Stop preaching. You better start learning how to use your little. Because God will bless you through your little. But you got to figure out and be willing to use your little. Stop discounting your little. God knows what to do with your little. Stop waiting for somebody to come and deliver you when you need to participate in your own deliverance. God is able. God is able. Theodore Roosevelt said, do what you can with what you have where you are. Let me say that again. Do what you can with what you have with where you are. Ooh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, are you getting that? Do what you can with what you have with where you are. See, sometimes our position and our place in life is not going to change. God wants you to work with where he's placed it, with what you have, right at that particular moment. Stop daydreaming about somewhere else, something somewhere else. You ain't going to get to that destination until you learn how to manage and master where you are. If you can't use God where you are, what makes you think you're going to use him somewhere else? Do what you can with what you have where you are. to do some things in your life. Yeah, come on. But you already have more than enough. Look at somebody and say, you have more than enough. You got more than enough for your breakthrough. You've got more than enough for your blessing. You've got more than enough for your miracle. You better use what you have. It's time for some of us to step in our miracles. It's time for you to get busy. It's time for you to use what you have. 
We step in time to meet miracles. We can't exclude anything ourselves from what we need. Look, number one, number one, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get through this. That's why Elisha basically says, Elisha asked this woman, what do you have? God is always asking us, what do we have? What, what have I already given you? God's always asking that question. She says, nothing. Stop. It's all I want. Just need to drop this in somebody's spirit. Stop discounting your exceptions. Don't discount your exceptions. Don't leave your exceptions out. Don't discount. God can work with anything. You may not be the smartest one in the class. All right. But you're more disciplined than everybody else. That's your exception. We, we sit in the class, we worry about how, every, how smart everybody else is. And you start rendering yourself incapable based upon everybody else in the class. Here's the thing. Don't worry about them. Use what you have. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. You may not live on a hill, but you still have a loving family in the bottoms. I wish I had somebody. Stop trying to get to the hill and just accept that you got a loving family where you are. And let them love on you and you love on them. Use what you have. You know, can, can I just speak? I, I just want to speak into somebody right now. For years and years, I'd share my own testimony. Uh, my dad wasn't really a part of my life. And, um, and I had this kind of crazy growing up. You know, I, 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 I literally was raised by my mom and my great-grandmother, I lived with my great-grandma, my aunt. And so, you know, for years, I couldn't understand. You know, as a kid, I was dreaming and dreaming I wanted a mother and father right there, you know? You wanted the traditional aspect. But now that I've looked back over my life, I realize that I had more than enough. I watched this, and, and the man I wanted to be in my life, and I, and I don't have no animosity towards him. I really don't. I have zero animosity towards my dad because God has blessed me too well to hate him or be bothered by him. I'm not. Uh, may he rest in peace. At the same time, I learned as a young man that, wait a minute, wait a minute, as I got older, I really realized my dad was an alcoholic. If I'd been around him a lot, that would have influenced me. So God took me out of that situation because he had some plans for me that was much greater than what he could actually provide in my life. And so he gave me what I need in spite of not having him in my life. But as a kid, I wanted him. And even as a teenager, I wanted him. And so I finally reached that point where I accepted the fact that still I had more than I needed in my life. God surrounded me with some great men to instill the things that I needed to be instilled in me. 
this is what I'm trying to say. Don't discount what's around you. Don't discount. Just because you don't have mama, daddy right here doesn't mean that God can't bless you. Doesn't mean that God won't give you what you need. Don't discount those things. So, so I'm thankful look, that, that, that just because I, I didn't have this normal thing doesn't mean that God couldn't work in my in, in, in my abnormal life. God did. So use what you have and don't discount the exceptions. Look, which means, secondly, secondly, you have to accept the exceptions in your life. Accept the exception. Whew. Why? See, because she rendered it what? Nothing. But Elisha caused her to what? Accept the exception. Whew. You, you have to get to a point. That's what I was sharing my testimony. You have to get to a point where you accept the exception. That it ain't like my best friend's household. But I'm going to accept what I have. Watch this. Watch this. I'm getting real messy here. My husband ain't like that husband over there. Oh, God. I wish I had somebody in here. But I'm going to accept. My wife ain't like that wife over there. But I'm going. Oh, y'all don't want me to preach this. I, I felt like y'all weren't getting my point. You get my point now, huh? So, 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 we have to accept the exception. And so, not only that, uh, we 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 have to see when we accept the exception, your your exception really becomes the inception for what is exceptional. Let me say that again. Your, your exception becomes the inception of what becomes exceptional. Don't you see that in the, in the text? This woman was broke. She didn't have anything except a little bit of oil. <laughs> and so her oil, watch this, became an enterprise <laughs> to sustain her and her son. In other words, out of what she claimed to be an, an exception, came an institution that would also provide for her. So her exception became the inception to what was what? Exceptional. Look at somebody and say, don't discount your exceptions. God can do amazing things with your, ex your exceptions. That is your exception into what is exceptional. Ah, uh, look, Martin Luther King said that if you can't, if you can't fly, then run. <laughs> and if you can't run, then walk. <laughs> and if you can't walk, then cry. But do whatever you need to do 
to move forward. Look at somebody and say, use what you have. Because your exception is your exception into what is exceptional. God will work through anything. There's a miracle waiting just for you, but you have to use what you have. You can have two pennies in your pocket right now, but that might be your exception to the exceptional. Because God can take two pennies and turn it into two million. I know my God can. Matter of fact, you ought to just begin to claim claim a blessing over whatever you have in your pocket right now. God, take, take my dollar, Lord, and increase. This is my exception. Make it exceptional. You ought to take the little things, even when you get short, you just decide that God, I'm short right now. I know you want to provide a miracle in my life. Do what you do, God. Change it. Change it right now. And make it exceptional. Won't he do it, church? Won't he do it, church? Do I have any witnesses? Won't he bless you in an exceptional way? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to close this. Over 2,000 years ago, Jesus took our exception and it was nailed to a cross. <laughs> I wish I had some witnesses in here. Uh, the world was filled with sin and death, <laughs> but he nailed it to a cross. And I'm told that the earth went dark and the, everything in the world shook. And Jesus went down with the exception. He was the exception to go down. And he was that which would go down and mess around and grab the keys of hell. And then come back early on Sunday morning. He took the exception. He was the exception for what we needed. Brought it down. Came back up with all power. And now life is livable because of what he did. He was the exception that became exceptional. Won't he do it, church? Won't God do it? I don't care how little you have. God knows, to, knows what to do with your little. I don't care what you're going through right now. God can turn it around. Won't he do it, church? Because he'll take your exceptions and make them exceptional. Look at somebody and say, I'm ready for some exceptional things. You got to claim your exceptional. I don't know what exceptions you have in your life, but when you go home, you ought to begin to say, God, here's my exception. Make it exceptional. God is able. Mama's exception. I'm glad that God knows what to do 
without our exceptions. He can't make them exceptional. Doors of the church are open. Hi, my name is Nicholas Worse. I'm the executive minister here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. I just want to say thank you for listening. You can learn more about our church online at onefellowshipumc.org. And you can like us on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest events in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others online so that more people can learn about what God is doing here at One Fellowship. Thank you and God bless.